But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome to the Brother Little Wrestling Podcast Show. Today I'm going to throw Larry down a hill in a tire. I hope you like it. Don't try this at home. Whoop whoop. I don't know if I like that plan. I don't know if I like that at all. No, it's good friend Larry. I'm going to throw good oh, friend Larry okay. down a hill in a tire. Hope you like it. Don't try this at home. Whoop whoop. Makes much more sense. All right. Welcome everybody to Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And uh, we have another interview for you. This time... Uh, one half of the Atlantic City Scoundrels. Guess where they're from? Birmingham. Walla Walla, Washington. No, they're from Atlantic City. And uh, his Be- name is me Dominic. tonight in Atlantic City. Is my your, Bruce. I was going to say, is that your boss impression? That's my Bruce. Meet me tonight. You've had better. Meet me tonight in American City. You're horrible. Like I was saying, the I don't know what the fuck we were saying. What were show, we saying? Dominic Truex joins us from Atlantic City Scoundrels, and um, he has an interesting story behind him. Um, so we figure we have him on. Doesn't matter. We want to talk wrestling with anyone and everyone. So uh, let's see what Dominic has to say. Let's do it. All right, we are here with one half of the Atlantic City Scoundrels, Dominic Truex. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, brother. All right, so to get the obvious question out of the way quickly, you guys are from Atlantic City? Absolutely. All right, just to, to clarify that for everyone out there. Just... <laughs> now, both the ladies, but, you know, pretty much overstating that. Okay, so, uh, and Dominic reached out to us and said he has an interesting story once we get it out there, and um, we we can't wait to hear it. We love talking professional wrestling Anytime. So, uh, Dominic, what got you into uh, professional wrestling? Well, I mean, I started at a very young age, as a lot of people do know. Um, my father, a lot of people do know, is 911 from ECW. Huh. Uh, Did not know that. I'm a second generation wrestler. Uh, I started wrestling pretty much when I was eight years old as 411, so I've been wrestling for a very long time. Uh, I mean, I got into wrestling, and I just at a very young age, my dad did it, and, uh, you know, I, I used to, I grew up with, uh, Ted Petty, uh, Rock and Rock, and Johnny Grunge, both of them from Public Enemy, they're like my uncles, uh, and then I grew up with people like Hack, Sandman, and stuff like that, and, you know, that's what, that's what I grew up around, so, I mean, we had a wrestling ring in my barn, uh, it was definitely a very interesting life to grow up in, it really was. Yeah, especially those names to grow up yeah, with are... them surrounding you. ECW Legends. Now, uh, do you think that puts more pressure on you, uh, 
growing up inside a wrestling family to to make it in the business? Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that one more time? That one broke up a little bit. Now, uh, would you say it's it's harder to? No, uh... oh, I I lost it. <laughs> I had it so good the first time. I promise. Yeah, is it is it harder? Is it put more pressure on you to come up in the business, being a second generation wrestler, as opposed to? Uh, you know, it's not. It's not that it was harder. It's just that I wanted to do it on my own. Uh, you know, my father, you know, you know, you know, you know first what I learned and stuff like that in the ring, and the know-how and the ring experience. And we used to, we build rings and stuff like that for fun. So it's really cool being able to be part of the whole process. Uh, of, of wrestling itself, like not just being the wrestler, but somebody who can build the rings, put the rings together, transport the rings, because that's my father did a lot, mostly too. But I mean, thing is, being brought up in the business, I didn't want to use my father's name to get out there. I never really put it up there until recently, actually. I wanted to get to, I wanted people to know that I was a better wrestler than my name. I want people to know that, you know, I want to get to where I want to get to, not because of my father, I want to get to because of the challenge that I have in the ring. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, and uh, there's a, a couple second-generation, third-generation stars that are in independence, uh, such as a guy like Brian Pillman Jr., who, yeah, of course he has his dad's name attached to him, but you see what he does in the ring, and yeah, he uses the gimmick a little bit, but he still tries to stand out on his own and be his own star, and it's it's nice that you guys are able to do that and want to do it that way, because... You could just be like, oh, well, my dad was this person, so I should, I'm just going to run with that. Yeah, well, we're actually, uh, we're actually, we're not actually brothers. We're a taxi partner. We're not brothers, actually. Oh, no, I know. No, oh, I... Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a little confusion there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, now that you alluded to it, uh, do you want to mention your tag team partner so we can... Uh... Get to know both my of you? Part, I mean, my tag team partner's name is Leo Zuko. Everybody who follows us knows who he is. Uh, he, has, he has just as much crazy stories I have, really. Uh, he's not a second generation wrestler, but, you know, we pretty much met back in the day a long time ago. At first, we didn't like each other. We met each other, and I thought he was somebody that he was. It ended up becoming best friends for a long time with this guy. And we just started getting into the wrestling business together. We just started trying to get up together about, probably about four years ago. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people do know this to fight Peter Fight, but uh, we have a little bit of a hiccup in our tag team division career. He had a tumor in his head. He had a brain tumor. And he had to beat it. And right now, he's actually fully recovered. Two years ago, he had the brain tumor removed on my birthday. And I was in Florida at the time. I had no idea what was going on. I had to think, you know, we worked so much fast as possible. He called me as soon as he woke up from a coma. He died twice in the hospital. You know, we went through a lot with him. He had to learn how to eat. He had to learn how, how to talk. He had to learn, you know, he had a feeding tube in his stomach for like six months. And to be where he's at today, he worked so hard. And like, I, we've just been doing nothing but, you know, I, I, I was the one person to tell him every time in the hospital, don't worry, you're coming back. People would ask him, oh, you think you're going to be coming back? It was never in his. It was always when for me and him. And he is back. And now we're coming back full, like full force. I mean, and. Just for us to meet like the little wrestling world and for us to try and go this far. And we have a dream that we want to accomplish as a tag team. Is it, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, that's you incredible. Know? And uh, I'm glad that he was able to make that fight. That's that's unbelievable that to go from that to being able to perform and wrestle the way that he does is amazing. 
when he was, when he came out of the hospital, he was under like he was like 165 pounds when he came out of the hospital. He couldn't, you know, he, he couldn't walk at all. I, I had to, you know, I, you know. But we took care of him. He's back. He's eating healthy. Everything like that. The feeding tubes out. I mean, the dude had so much balls that they were going to give him a out of me in the hospital. And I get a phone call from his brother saying that they had to tie his hands down because he whipped his own breathing tube out. Because he said he didn't want that. He didn't want to trick out of me. Wow. That's the kind of person he is. Uh, and, you know, for him to come back like this in the house of fire and for people to be giving us the opportunities that we're so happy for, you know, because you know, it's, a, it's a hard thing to try and think about maybe having somebody, like having a tag team on your division that, you know, they, you don't, well, a lot of people don't really know who we are besides just what we were. And I think people, not at first doubt us, but I, I did get told by one for one, I'm not going to miss any names. What we'll broader basis that we couldn't keep up with some people. So the next year we went out and somebody gave us an opportunity and we kept up with the people that they told us not that we couldn't even do it with. Somebody else gave us the opportunity to wrestle the people we wanted to wrestle. And when we did, it was amazing. We had a great match at uh, SAW, uh, standalone. Yeah, and speaking of standalone, you uh, you teased the announcement earlier today and then uh, put a tweet out not too long ago about the announcement. Do you want to let people know what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, uh, uh, this Friday, Friday Night Fights for Standalone, way right at the Brick Pal, it will be the, uh, a very sudden change uh, because uh, due to somebody not being able to show up, me and Leo Zuko are now put in a match against the Rep and uh, Kentucky Bluegrass, I believe. And that's um, Landscaper and this other guy, Cletus. Yeah, and I mean, we... Um, being from Philadelphia and CZW being so close, we've seen the rep uh, a bunch of times, and they're a very, very good tag team, very entertaining. Very physical. Yes. Me, uh, me and the rep actually go back a little bit. Really? Uh, I actually, I did train CZW for a little bit. I'm not going to say a big time because I'll be in the CZW for a little bit, but when I started, the rep was actually there training with me. We became one of your friends, you know, and eventually I just, no, I didn't want, I wasn't going to see every school no more, you know, three fall into my house, some other stuff happened, but, you know, I mean, the rap was in, eventually I saw him again in the indie circuit and we freaked out because I was so happy to see him, and just, you know, just for us to have this match in the rap is amazing. You know, but we've been wanting to work each other for so long, and we were supposed to a couple times, and, you know, stuff happened where, you know, dates get mixed up or a show got canceled or... It's been just, it's been literally kind of like almost a year to build up to the point where we were trying to show up these guys. Hmm. So finally get these guys, I think it's amazing. Yeah, now, is there, uh, is there a way to view uh, this event? Are they streaming it on anything? Uh, they will be streaming it. Uh, at the same point, I believe the tickets are like $15 to the door um, at Brick Palace, which is a great price. I mean, everybody else is like 30 Some people have $30 in their jerseys right now for a basic little show with no names. We got people like Rick Titus, Teddy Hart, uh, we got um, Road, uh, Road Warrior uh, Animal, and we have like, a, there's a bunch of people on this card. I seen Mike Elgin. Now you get to meet all these people, like it's a steal, really, people don't come, and the only way I believe yes, they will be streaming it probably live on Facebook. Oh, okay, great. And where yeah, uh, where is that located again? Uh, Brick, Brick, New Jersey. Okay. Brick P-A-L. Okay. Is that towards Atlantic City? Ah, okay. It's probably about like it's probably about uh, I'd say fifty minutes away, forty-five, fifty minutes away from Lake City. Okay, yeah, it's not bad. It's gonna be a cold day yeah, down I, the shore. Yeah, I, I traveled a lot for wrestling, so. 
Now, uh, aside from uh, what you're doing now, what what promotions have you worked for um, from the beginning till now? Uh, basically, uh, you know, of course, when I was younger, I did the Dapper shows. Uh, I wrestled for a place in Connecticut called Beyond Limits Wrestling. Uh, I wrestled for SWF. I wrestled for Pizza Party, that up and coming one that everybody's talking. That's the one everybody's been talking about recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where Alex Zane pretty much came from, and that's where um, the uh, the Oswald Project has been coming from. People with these guys are just outstanding. I don't know if you guys ever followed these guys yet, but I mean, obviously everybody's heard of him. But the Oswald Project is somebody who's going to be skyrocketing to the top. I mean, when I tell you right now, this kid is so much talent in the business. I mean, but other than that, I wrestled for. Uh, Sorry, I got sidetracked there. He's really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I wrestled for, um, what else? A couple, uh, AFCW out in Pennsylvania. Uh, I wrestled for another show out in Florida. I'm not going to lie, I don't really remember the name. It was only once I wrestled there a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I did a lot of uh, ring work for Ring of Honor as well. A lot of ring work. You know, I, did, uh, I used to drive the trucks and do the ring stuff for them. I was actually at All In. Uh, but if you ever watch All In again, and you, uh, you look near the ring the whole time in the corner, I'm right there. Oh, nice. So, yeah, uh, I helped out with the main sports major set up. We drove the car all the way to Chicago. Me, Red Titus. Uh, Red Titus got me a little bit in with there. He called me one day. Uh, I was in the movie theater. He said, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And like, for the next four days. <laughs> I said, oh, nothing. Why? He's like, well, we're going to Texas tomorrow. We're going to San Antonio, and we're going to Dallas. And we need somebody to come with us. Somebody backed out of the car with me. Do you want to take a drive with me? Do set up. Absolutely, it's a great way to get my name in there. I literally just told myself I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be working next four days. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I went. I was like, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. Went out there, met some awesome people. Uh, they all got to the kingdom. They all, like, you know, they all liked me. And, like, you know, I met all these really cool people through there. And got to hang out with, like, you know, Jay Lethal and, like, meet Cody Rhodes. And, like, you know, and all in, I got to, like, you know, I'm sure he doesn't remember me, but he, he uh, hmm. he basically... Uh, I, I helped them out with the setup. I came out with ideas. They liked me and stuff like that. And it was definitely a cool moment. It really was. But other than that, I must have been standing alone and the dark. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty amazing experience to be able to do that and then be able to just wrestle all over the place and make connections like that. Yeah, oh yeah. So I ended up promising Nash as well. Uh, I forgot about that. That was a recent one. Okay. Oh, and the yeah. yeah the pizza the pizza party wrestling we were a sponsor of uh, for Grapple Picky when you guys faced um, the Midnight Coal Company. Yeah, that was a very 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 fun uh, match with those guys. I mean, honestly, but yeah, they won. But dude, I mean, we, me and those guys, we go way 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 back. Yeah. So for us to be able to put on a match in front of people like that, like you know, we wrestled way way back. I mean, like I was like, we weren't allowed to wrestle professionally yet, so. We've known each other since, you know, I was like 18 years old, these guys. You know, and the song is wrestled, like, two people like that, who, I grew, who me and my tag team grew up with. And be able to wrestle for a show like that, for people made a statement for us, and for, I feel like. So now, do you prefer tag team wrestling, or um, would, like, would you ever think about going singles? I did singles for a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, it was a very depressing thing for me because I, I I was restricted on the stuff I was allowed to do. You know, I was 380 pounds for a year and a half ago. And I dropped, I dropped 100 pounds, I'm down to like 300, I'm down to like 295, 300, pound, uh, 300 pounds, I dropped 80 plus 200 pounds. And I was the first, you know, because of course, when I had to go singles, it was because my tax partner was injured, so I was singles for a little bit to keep my name out there. 
and I like I love tag team wrestling way more than singles wrestling. I mean, it's just we have so much more innovative experience. Uh, me and my tag team partner are very creative when it comes to wrestling moves. So, I mean, doing a singles move is cool, but when you can do a whole collaboration, a whole combo of moves to take and receive, and we it's magic when you get it right. And it, me and my tag team partner, we click very well. Me and Leo, I mean, we've known each other for so long. We just look at each other. We don't have to talk. We can know what moves we want to do. So by a setup and a grab. It can be a move that we've only done once or a move that we came up with two, week, two weeks ago that we never even tried before. Uh, I mean, Mike Quackenbush saw us wrestling around the ring at Pizza Party the last show. And he was telling us about how like the moves that we were doing and the moves that we were coming up with almost reminded him of Antonio Cesaro himself. And to hear that from Mike Quackenbush was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like, holy crap, no way. So, I mean, it's definitely, uh, I, tag team wrestling, it, it gives us more room to breathe. Like, yeah, we get to run around, we love the fast pace. Like, well, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers, you know, they always tell people to slow down when it comes to tag team wrestling. They, some, they only give us six to ten minutes sometimes. Eight minutes. So we have to fit all of our creativity into eight minutes. And it's very hard. And then, you know, people like Chad Minutes, from uh, actually uh, from Stanbone puts us on a show and says you guys don't even have a tablet. Twelve minutes, whatever you guys want to do, just go out there and enjoy. And we did. We had a great match. We were uh, at Stanbone. We wrestled at the um, the festival show uh, Halloween. We wrestled. Uh, we actually had to wrestle people like Sir, uh, Sir Pentago and Figan. And we also wrestled um, the the BX Strong. A couple other tag teams out there. The, guy, the kids from Chile. That reason uh, going crazy about was CW. We all tag match. We wrestled uh, the, these guys, Jay Evans and Jay uh, uh, Cage. They were great young kids, great young upper covers. They were they were bright future ahead of them too. But we, you know, we got to wrestle with some great people out there, and we made some pretty good friends. And you know, we we killed it. And people actually got to see what we can do. Like even Chad was surprised about the stuff we can do because nobody really gave us the chance up until recently. So they finally got to see what kind of creativity we have and. Well, I tell you, this is just the beginning of what we got. What you're seeing, what, what people have seen right now is just the beginning of what we can do. There's so much stuff. We literally we literally have probably about 25 moves that have never been done before on TV or indie wrestling that we've came up with that we've written down in a book that we'll be displaying over probably the next year and a half in the wrestling world and eventually leading up to the uh, wrestling, the wrestling collective we will be in Florida this year. Now, with that, you're saying uh, unleashing these these new moves that no one's seen on the wrestling world. Is there certain teams that you guys want to work with that you just want to check off your list and, and uh, get on that? Well, I tell you right now, I mean, I want to wrestle everybody, every tag team I could possibly wrestle. Young, old, vets, up-and-comers. We want to wrestle everybody to show people what we can do. I mean, the rep was one of the people that actually one of the first people on our checklist. So to get this match this weekend is really, really cool. But when I say that we want to go far, we want to go far as as the eye can see. Like, not to be that kind of a cocky dude, but I would love to get in the ring with people like the best friends, people like the Young Bucks, and people like that. Like going over to Jakar and wrestling like the Ants, or like uh, a Fitian and Serpentino uh, again. Like doing all this, I would love to wrestle Mike. We would love to wrestle Mike Quackabus and somebody else. I mean, like there's so many people that we want to work in tag matches. Like, there's so many other tag teams out there. And it's such a great time for tag team wrestling. It's because the Young Bucks, honestly, like, the Bullet Club really brought, like, that really brought 
like tag team wrestling back up again, like for the creativity and stuff. Like there's always good tag team wrestling, but like they made it famous again, which is really cool. Now I want to jump back and you touched on time restraints and whatnot. Now, do you think that hinders most tag teams? Do you think that tag team wrestling gets its fair share of time on a show? I said, I wanted to touch on the time re- restrictions on shows. Now, do you feel like tag teams get more restricted on shows than singles matches? Is it is it harder when you're restricted time-wise? Uh, I mean, from my experience, yeah. I feel like they definitely restrict tag team wrestling more than anything. Because, I mean, a lot of times you go to these wrestling shows, a lot of these tag teams, like these little indie shows right here, a lot of these tag teams are like just thrown together, you know? There's not a lot of tag teams who consistently do tag team wrestling around where my area is at. Besides, of course, like people like uh, American Murder Society of Wrestling Magic, and like some people over at CW, like Young and Bro- Young Dumb and Brooklyn. Those are three guys who keep doing singles matches together. When me and my tag team, I really don't want to do singles matches at all anymore. We love doing tag team wrestling. Like, listen, if we ever get a time that we get to wrestle each other, you will see a match that you that will blow people's minds. Me and my tag team partner wrestle. We wrestle. We practice all the time together. So we know each other at the back of our hands. And I'm sure there's going to be one day we have to wrestle each other. And it'll definitely be a magical moment. And it definitely will because it's just one of those times, you know, we're, we're brothers, so we're going to beat the crap out of each other. So we're almost going to stand at the same time we're going to hug your eyes we're done. But it's just, you know, single wrestling is always one of those things is to have so much build up and tag teams can't get to shows a lot. People back out. One of the tag team members are back out, so they have to change it up a lot. So we are restricted, mostly because of the fact of it's, it's been uh, planning, really, on some people's parts. And, you know, they, they kind of look at the tag team division last. Like they always have their singles division, and the tag team has always been put on the back burner a lot of shows I've been to. Hmm. So, aside from this Friday, uh, the match you just announced, uh, what else is coming for uh, Atlantic City Scoundrels? Well, uh, this Saturday I will actually be... Um, by myself, me and my father are going down to uh, Crossroads Wrestling. There's a lady there named K- uh, Kathy Fitzpatrick. She's actually a very good friend of my dad. She was a, uh, a woman who would go and like, pick up wrestlers and bring them to the events and give them a place to stay or bring them to the hotel. And she's a sweetheart. She never asked for money once. She's not doing very good financially. So me and my father are actually going to Crossroads Wrestling this Saturday to show our support. We're not getting paid to do this or nothing like that. We're just show- we're showing up there. So that's support. They advertise it. Hopefully, we can get some more people in there to raise some more money for it. But this is all going to be leading up to us going into crossroads uh, for uh, a long period of time. Other than that, we do have future bookings. With, um, we have pizza party coming up. I believe that's December twenty first. Don't quote me on that. It might be twenty first, twenty second, but I believe it's the twenty first. We don't know our matches yet, but we will be on the wrestling card. Uh, other than that, we do have another show December second for S uh, S A W. And then other future shows in front of that. Uh, eventually, we will make it to the collective. Uh, I've talked to some people about trying to get on some more shows down there. I know we're on one or two. Mm-hmm. But we will be at the WrestleMania Collective this year wrestling there and in Florida. Nice. It sounds uh, like you're trying know, to keep uh, busy. Oh, yeah. And we've, you know, waiting this long for him, for my tag partner to get back to 100% was the best thing that we've ever waited for. We didn't rush it. You know, we didn't we didn't want to rush it. We want to make sure he can come back 110%, and he did. 
So, I mean, there's people out there, we've had so much support. We really have. A lot of people have been, you know, out there, like, Travis has been supporting us. And, you know, SWF really did help us out a little bit, too, uh, you know, a couple times and cross the Magic Nation stuff for the next hour. And, you know, we, you know, there's people like, you know, Magic. Everybody knows Magic from New Jersey. Like, he loves us. And, you know, he's always messaged, like, uh, my tag team partner and make sure he's okay. And even people like T.J. Marconi messaged him when he was getting better, like, telling him I can't wait till he comes back. And we've, he's had so much support, like, support. And, you know, I've always been there through every step of the way. But I didn't do it alone. There's so many people who were there for us. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it's definitely really cool. Yeah, we hope, uh, we're glad that he made a full recovery and you guys are, uh, working your ass off to, uh, get the name out there and show what you guys got. Um, and I mean, we've seen it up close and personal at Pizza Party against the Midnight Coal Company. It was a great tag team match. Um, so if you want to give your uh, social media out there, get a couple followers and uh, get your name out there. Absolutely. You can follow me uh, at ACS Dominic 2X uh, on Twitter. You can also follow my tag partner, ACS Leo Zuko. I'm uh, sorry, ACS Rocky Leo on Twitter. That's mainly what I use. Other than that, you can follow me at my suit name, or you can look up Dominic 2X on Facebook and it will pop up. Uh, I have a lot of friends on there. I know I'm, I'm, I'm rising, but I'm over 1,000 followers there on Twitter and rising. We're, we're still going up. But, uh, you know, main thing that I've been keeping up with is Twitter, Facebook mostly, Instagram is not, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dominic, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. And, um, thank we, you so much for having me, man. Anytime. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at other events and especially Pizza Party being so close to Philly. Uh, we're going to try and make it out there in December and see that show. Oh, yeah, dude, that's going to be a wild show, dude. If, if you guys definitely want to catch another amazing show, definitely come out there, you guys. Nobody wants to miss that. All right, Dominic, thanks again, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you very much, bro. I'll be talking to you guys again soon. Have a good night. You too. You too. There you have it. A true scoundrel from Atlantic City. That was Dominic Truex, one half of the Atlantic City Scoundrels. It's nice having him on. That was a crazy story. Yeah, we legitimately had no idea no, that connection whatsoever. He didn't prep us for that at all. No. But, yeah, I mean, of all the things that people can relate to the most, I mean, unfortunately is, I mean, everyone knows someone who's had cancer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to come back and make a 100% recovery is amazing. Yeah, especially after being in a coma, like you said, and coming back and have to teach himself to do everything, just normal, everyday things. You know what I mean? Let alone being able to perform in that ring. It, it, it's amazing. Yeah. And if you haven't seen them wrestle, get out to one of the shows if it's possible and go see what they can do because, believe it or not, it is impressive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They were a very good tag team. You could tell that they know each other in and out of the ring. They're very, very organized and... What's the word I'm looking for here, Larry? Synchronized. Synchronized. Yeah. They're in sync. Bye, bye, bye. A bye bye bye. Yeah, that's like if uh, Borat was the sixth member of NSYNC. A bye bye bye. Man, we go off the rails so easily. That's okay. All right, so let's talk a little about extra wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, let's, let's why talk not? some fucking wrestling. Yeah. This is the Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. 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 So, so what happened this past weekend? Was there some sort of event? Was there some sort of pay per view? That wasn't WWE related. We finally got full gear. 
We got some gears. Yes. We were all full. Apparently, yes. With those gears. Yeah. Said gears. Correct. They were full. They were topped off to the max. Those gears. Full. Motherfucking gears was full. Anyway, you know what I took from this pay-per-view and what I liked and what I wish would have happened a little bit? They almost had it. When was the last time you saw a pay-per-view where pretty much all the heels ran the gamut? It's uh, been a long time. It's been time. a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. And I thought this before the pay-per-view came on. I was like, if anyone's going to do it, AEW could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can ha- get away with it. Just have the heels run full gamut and have it a complete let, not a letdown of a show, but. Well, for the people that are cheering for the baby faces, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, when you were a kid and you're like, damn, that pay-per-view sucked. When it really didn't. There were good matches. It's just that none of your favorites won. Yeah. And I felt like they, they almost had... The only one that went over, really... I mean, Moxley's a gray area. I mean, he could have arguably been a face for that. Yeah. But if Hangman would have lost, the heels pretty much would have would have run the whole table. Yeah, I, I, I like the decision of Hangman winning as far as storytelling and everything going forward. And numbers, because wins and losses mean so much. Exactly. Um, so it makes sense, but I agree with you. I think it, it could have done that. I mean, it mostly did aside from that match and it, it is something different. It's something we have. It's seen. something that you don't get because WWE is at the point where they want to please you and you know that now. Yeah. I mean, after mania, mania, you got everything that you wanted yeah. and every pay-per-view after that, you pretty much got everything you wanted minus maybe, uh, the recent hell in a cell where. The Fiend didn't win. Yes. And touching off that mm-hmm. and playing off that, the ending to full gear, the gears that were full. Yeah. You had a heel, heel turn, question mark. Yeah, you weren't MJ- just repeating heel. You yeah, were, you said that on purpose, a heel, heel, heel turn. turn. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And people were surprised that MJF turned I, heel. I don't, wh- how? How are you surprised? He is a total dick everywhere, except for being Cody's best friend. How did no one see that it he was, was going to turn heel eventually? It was predictable, but you know what? I mean, had this been WWE booking, people would have probably lashed out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But because it was AEW booking, people seemed to be more rah rah about it. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a turn. No, it was just. It kind of just furthers or directs the storyline in a different direction. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what MJF has been since we've known him It's exactly in what wrestling. E- everybody has said was going to happen. Yeah. happened. Yeah. And that's the only only thing I'm kind of disappointed about. Is that like, it was... It was pre- very it was, predictable. It was predictable. Like, like I've said we, in the last two weeks, I wanted Brandy to turn. I think it would have been more interesting. I think... They, they Jericho just did an interview talking about all the women in wrestling that he would want to join the inner circle. And he describes Brandy to a T. If you read this interview, all the qualifications that he says, the tough and smart and all that, it's Brandy. So I was like, this is perfect. Silver platter. It's right there. And then they turn turned MJF. Eh. It's the only thing I didn't like. So, how they ended the match was a throw in the towel. <laughs> yeah. Which people 
some people were happy about. Some people were like, this is magnificent storytelling. Bravo. This is great. Other people were like, meh. This is... Hypocritical. Yeah, this is kind of like a quote-unquote ref stoppage. It wasn't a stoppage by the ref. It was a stoppage by someone who wasn't involved. One of the two combatants in the match. So, one, you're okay with, okay, a tail throw in. That's that's fine. I'm okay with that. If it's not WWE. Yeah. Although, Tyler Bate and Mustache Mountain, they had a tail throw in against Undisputed Era. And that was one of the best matches of the year. So, a ref stoppage in a match where there should be no stoppage, no DQ, so to speak, but even though it wasn't a DQ. Yeah. Tarred and feathered. Whoever booked that, tarred and feathered. But we're okay with uh, throwing the tail. Why is that? Again, it's because it's AEW. It's, they did it different. Oh, it wasn't like that. No, it was they because it, it, it was telling a story. Yeah. It was masterful storytelling. It's because they it, were furthering the story. It is a good story. It, it is. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's not like it's not. But you can't shit on WWE for that stoppage. And then turn around and say that stoppage was perfect on great storytelling. You can't do that. If you hated the, the steel, or steel cage, Hell in a Cell. That's kind of a steel cage. Don't, steel don't cage. undermine yourself. You did pretty good. I'll give you half. Half if, credit. If that ending sucked, full gear ending sucked. There's no in between. It's a stoppage no matter what. Here's the thing, though. But I get what people are saying with the storytelling because it is good storytelling, it's, but... You then don't you can't be mad at Seth Rollins and Bray. But here's the thing. Here's where AEW gets the pass. They don't seem to go backwards on their booking decisions. Like they have a clear path and they're staying on it. They're not second guessing themselves which is noticeable. WWE on the other hand had the fiend lose quote unquote to Seth Rollins and then turn around at a Saudi show and give him the title. But see, I think that's perception. I don't I don't think they second guess that. I think that I th- they did. I, I saw more that people believe they second guess it. Well, you Who see, says that, that that wasn't the plan the here's whole the time? Thing. Well, do you think Saudi wanted the title change and that's why they got it there? I don't think Saudi wanted the title change. I think th- they wanted all the all the right moves to come complete at Saudi on Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, Jesus Christ. On Halloween, and all makes sense for the feet. I think everything, the story, what a perfect ending to have the fiend get the title on Halloween. It all makes sense. I, I don't. I think people second guessing WWE from the outside, from all these sources saying, "Oh, they changed it." I don't know that. What? Who says that that wasn't the plan the entire time? Because it never came out. I think people just, oh, well, that's what WWE booking is. That's what they do. They second-guess everything. This could have been planned. This could have all been planned, and you don't know. It could have been, but their track record isn't on their side. I agree with that. And I think, to WWE's detriment, that's what happens. Well, they booked themselves into a corner. Exactly. They booked themselves into a corner over and over again, and this looked like one of those times. Because there's no reason for The Fiend to not win that match at Hell in a Cell. I agree with that. There was no reason at all. If he was winning the title, I know it's... But here's the thing. You're getting the reaction either way. 
True. You're yeah. actually getting a less reaction when he wins it over in Saudi because, A, it, I mean, you don't have your typical fan pace there. I mean, you're going to get a cheer no matter what for a title change over in overseas anywhere. But you get the re- the reaction that they probably wanted wasn't a loud ovation at the end of Hell so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know why they would want to send their fans home home unhappy though because majority were unhappy about that WWE is not afraid to send their fans at home unhappy I mean why else would you close thing, out though, an the event wa- with the... Roman Reigns and have people walk out You're obviously you don't care how the fans walk out I think they do because then they book it differently two days later they give you what you want a day later so what's the point in that I know you don't always have to get what you want which should never be the case. I mean, you should have surprises, but this isn't really a surprise. This is more like, shit, what did we do? He should have went over then, so we'll put him over now, and we'll see if people are still happy about it. I don't know. And you get the mixed reactions. And now everybody wants Seth Rollins' head. I, I think it's, if I think this it's is, funny of how everyone has just completely flipped on Seth Rollins. You go back to that gauntlet match and everything. He was the hottest wrestler, period. Yeah, when you were having conversations of best wrestlers in the world, Seth Rollins was top of the list. Yes. And now all of a sudden, he's not even on people's top ten. He's not even on the radar. He's annoying. He can't wrestle. He don't have it. He's got bad Twitter. (laughs) Our pet's heads are falling off. What has happened that quickly that that he just... Forgot how to do everything all of a sudden? He became the man's man. That's it. Yeah, actually, you can probably gauge that. Yeah. From when that oh, happened. Oh, I was being serious. Just to his I, decline. I, just because I said it in a funny pun doesn't mean I wasn't serious. I'm big pun, goddammit. What did he say? What did he sing? Tell me. Sing it. Nope. God damn it! Nope. come on. Absolutely not. Break out in the song. Nope. I can tell you, it's fun. No. Let loose. Absolutely not. You suck. Nope. You do enough singing for both of us. Why can't we be friends? 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 Horrible. Why was that horrible? You ended it completely wrong. The melody was all off. What if it was a remix? Oh, I didn't say remix before. No, you didn't. Remix! Why can't we be friends? We have war games coming up. We do have war games coming up. Yes. War, war games looks really interesting. Yeah, first ever women's war games, which I'm actually looking forward to because, not not that I don't look forward to women's matches, but I'm looking forward to it more than the men's matches. Because yeah, anytime I've you seen throw the men's people in a before. cage, it's fun. Yes. What do you have after war games? What, what's that pay-per-view? What Survivor, is series. Survivor Series, where you have to survive the series of all the gears that are full. No? No. no. Anyway, yeah. that's shaping up to be an interesting pay-per-view as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we could go back-to-back days, great pay-per-views, WWE's back on top of the mountain, only to slip and fall further and further down the mountain after those pay-per-views, because they will not continue the same booking afterwards, because this is a fantasy event where they're just fantasy booking one pay-per-view. I hate that. I hate that with a passion. That just, just one pay-per-view and everything stops? Everything stops after yeah. that. And because the momentum will be there, you can take this past 
Survivor Series. I guarantee it, it'll be more intriguing if you were to continue cross-brand storytelling after this event. They won't do it because they're split brands now and everyone's their own entity, but it gives you so much more potential to keep this going after Survivor Series that it'd be stupid not to. I think you'd still do it with Raw and NXT. You could because they share USA, but I mean, to take one brand completely out of the equation, it lessens it a little bit because, I mean... Not when that brand is the $2 billion Fox pet like SmackDown is. It's its own entity at that point. Fox pet? Yeah. You're a pet fox. No, you're a pet fox. You're the fox pet. Touche. Anyway. Yeah. I had an idea. Mm-hmm. Now tell me if this is crazy. It's not because I come up with really good ideas. I had an idea instead of the typical standard Survivor Series match where you have five on five on five this time where mm-hmm. it's a elimination match. What if you ran it as a, what if all the combatants were announced? You had one surprise on each team. Okay, so you only had You only four. had four announced on each team. And you have one surprise for each team? One surprise on each team, but you ran it gauntlet style. Triple threat gauntlet style. So you start with three people in the ring. Who gets pinned? You go out. Your next teammate comes in. So you run it like that. What A, you get a longer match. A, a much longer match. And B, well, th- I mean, you don't really need to book a crazy amount of matches on this. And if you're going to run, it's one of your big four. You're going to run it for eight hours anyway. Very true, yeah. But at least you hold intrigue because everyone's a different branch. You're going to get a lot of new matchups. You don't have to get it in the silly tag format. So you run, each person gets eliminated. Mm -hmm. Next person, team up. But then you get down to, okay, You now you have three surprise entrants. Now you get to play with the crowd. Because you're locking intrigue for the whole match now. And now your last members on each team or a surprise. And it doesn't have to be like a crazy, like, oh, we're bringing back Goldberg. It could be someone who's on the on the roster already. Like, you're telling me for Raw, their last guy who isn't announced, and you hear fucking... You're telling me that the fucking crowd wouldn't pop for John Cena? Or if he came out as the Doctor of Thugonomics? What? What are you laughing about? I'm sorry, the sound effects before the John Cena music. The bl- 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm good. All right. Anyway. But I agree, yes, it would be a big pop. Absolutely. It would be a big pop, and you would hold interest throughout the whole match because you're getting good wrestling throughout the whole match. You're getting fresh matchups, and then you have, on the back burner, three surprises. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great concept. It is. Like, why... Why wouldn't you run it that way? It'd be so much better. And it's still, you have to survive. It's still a Survivor Series. It's actually more of a series than an actual just tag match. Yeah, but, you know, WWE likes to stay a little bit traditional and always stick to, like, especially the certain... Actually, they love run, They love running gauntlet matches. Yeah, gauntlet matches, I completely agree. And that's what but this I think, is. like, the traditional Survivor Series match, I don't know if they would do that. I think they completely should, but uh, I I don't see it happening. No, I don't see it happening either, but I would love to see it happen. 
Yeah. So you, the people that you don't have announced for, there's only one not announced for NXT. So it'd be a huge pop for Gargano if he's your surprise entrant. Yeah. It'd be a little predictable, but still. It, it, you'd still get a pop, like you said. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what happened. I mean, I can't wait. I think this is the most anticipated. I've been excited. Yeah, I've been excited for Survivor Series in a while. Like I, I typically I haven't in a long time, but this one. No, this Survivor gotten, Series was usually like a throwaway where you get a couple good matches. Like last year, you got Brian versus Brock. Year before that, you got AJ versus Brock. Like the two Brock matches were really good. You had Finn versus Brock, right? I don't think that was a Survivor Series. No, I don't think that was. That was, was for the title for, I forget, pay-per-view. But anyway, title, you will, and you will still get your good matches. You'll get probably North American Champion versus Intercontinental Champion versus United States Champion. As long as they don't, they already fucked with one of the matches. The tag match already got fucked with. Yeah. And I love New Day, but I'm, I think a lot of people agree with me with, I'd rather have seen the Revival in that match. That triple threat match. That match that the Revival lost the titles was very sloppy. I thought That so was as a well. very, very yeah. sloppy match. I don't think either team were going 100%, and I don't think the choreography was there. It, it just felt flat. And I don't think that the Revival should have lost that match like that. I agree. In that sloppy of a match. I, th- I think it should have went the other way. And if you're going to have them lose it, have them lose it. In a much better matchup, and maybe wait till after Survivor Series. Yeah, because, I mean the revival legitimately had one title defense, one successful title defense, and that was pretty much their only match that they had. Hmm. So they put the titles on them. They did absolutely nothing with them again. Give it back to the New Day. So it's either the Usos or the New Day are going to hold titles. I mean, and that's the other thing is. What what happens with the Usos? What 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 is going on with them now? You don't see them. They weren't even part of the draft. You know what I mean? Like none of that. So, I mean, I did hear a rumor that they look at all these rumors. They follow me every day. You don't even use that anymore. Oh man, it's a rumor song. Everyone knows the rumor song. But they're talking about putting Roman with the Usos. And because and now apparently they're into factions that they want to do that again. They never did that to begin with. Well, they've they tagged them together. They've tagged them together, but not I made them an official faction. I can't see them taking Roman out of the singles picture. I, I can't see it either. But I mean, Usos need to do something. They're too talented to just sit on the shelf and not wrestle. But, I mean, how many talented superstars are sitting in the back right now? No, so you, I don't think it matters. You could probably name half the roster. Yeah. Oh, you said talented. You could probably still name three quarters. Ouch. Of them. <laughs> Sorry. Take a cheap shot. Bam, bam. So, you got anything else? Full gear? Nothing? No. I mean, full gear for what it was um, was a good pay per view. I won't go out on a limb and say it was the best pay per view of the year, but it was a really good pay per view. I thought the box match was very good, but what else is new? They always put on very good matches. And the Moxley and Omega match was a very pleasant surprise. I yeah, the way they did I, hardcore was I didn't think they good. were going to take it that hard. Yeah. But they did, and it was it was cool seeing. Yeah, and you know what <laughs> match surprised me? 
that, I mean, I was excited just because of the names, was the Spears-Janella match. I was still not 100% sold on Spears. I'm not either. I'm I, not 100% sold on him. I but liked him a little bit better this time around. This time around. Um, I, I don't know how much of that credit should go to Janela, but it it was entertaining. It was definitely well done. It was a better match than you thought it was going to be. Absolutely, yeah. I was interested because I was kind of You're waiting to see it. Exactly. And I was hoping that Spears would ah, do Going into a match, not sure, but going into a match with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting, you say. And I tried to do it with Hangman. And he, he, of course he was still impressive. He was doing cowboy shit. Yeah, but still, it just... Uh, you I don't mean, appreciate his cowboy shit? I don't appreciate his character. Just, you don't like cowboy shit? Well, I don't like cowboys, period. Cowboy dookie? Cowboys. Anything. Cowboys. Anything? Yeah. Cowboys. Anything. Cowboys. Anything? How can you Cowboy, turn that into a anything. song? How can I not turn anything into a song? I can turn it all into a song. We are the song. We are the okay, world. Okay, all right. Let's not go that far. <laughs> all right, so I think we can wrap it up. We had a great interview to start Wrap it, it up. I'll take it. <laughs> Dude, anything you come out with, I'm turning it into a That's already a song. I was going to say I'm that, a walking yeah. song. Walking jukebox, maybe? Not walking song. I'm just a walking song. Okay. I walk hard. Don't. Don't. <laughs> and now I'm just fucking with you. And that's the pleasantry that is this show. Me fucking with Larry, with everything that he says. We did it again, folks. Two interviews this week. Two shows this week. We're working overtime for you. We're not getting paid for it. So put some money in the tip jar. We are the piano man. Okay. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed the interview as well. And um, like, subscribe, do all of that. Five stars. Five stars, like, subscribe, do all that. I second. Okay, good. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be talking to you very soon. Later.